0: Have you ever wondered how the separate threads of your life fit in to one big picture? How the individual moments of challenge and triumph connect to one another to form the great meaning of your life? I am Anna Mullins, your life story editor, and I'm convinced that making sense of our deepest pain can help us understand our deepest purpose. In my speaker training program and on this podcast, I help people weave together those confusing, often shameful pieces of their past, revealing the life-changing lessons that create their profound new story. Welcome to Unapologetic Stories, where secrets are out and the truth is in. Welcome, welcome to Season 2 and Episode 1 of our podcast, Unapologetic Stories. Now, here's the thing. If you were around for Season 1, you will notice that there have been some changes around here. Uh, If not, if this is the first time you're listening, well, welcome. Welcome to our Unapologetic Stories platform. Welcome to the Unapologetic Stories podcast podcast. Um, Today is going to give you a ton of history in the most exciting way. All of my secrets are going to be out all over the floor today. Um, And I'm going to tell you a little bit about how unapologetic stories came to be and who I am and why you're here and why you even want to be here. So um, thank you, first of all, for being here. And if you were around for the first season and noticed that we had a name change, We used to be called Unapologetic Connections, and now our new name is Unapologetic Stories, which feels like a super minor change, maybe, but it's absolutely worth mentioning. And of course, you need an explanation. What the heck just happened? Of all the other changes that happened in 2020 in everyone's lives and businesses, I think I owe it to you all to give you some backstory here and to let you know, what is this new platform? What are we going to be talking about? And um, do I want to be here? And I hope your answer 100% after this episode is a resounding yes. And you will stick with me and stick with this platform and this program and with all of my exciting guests that are coming up this season. But let's just kick it off, okay, with, with some backstory. Because last season, you would have been used to hearing a lot more voices on the podcast. There was not just me sitting alone here with my microphone in my studio with a bunch of empty chairs around my desk. Uh, These chairs used to be filled, literally filled with people. This office of mine, I remember having to text upstairs to my husband who was on the second floor and say, please put the air conditioning on because we are boiling in here. There are so many bodies sitting around microphones and electronic screens. So it's a very different experience right now for me. I am all alone in this office and I will tell you it is, it's a little chilly actually. We definitely do not need any air conditioning blasting. So if you were here last season, you will know uh, that this is a little unusual to just have just me, just me, Anna Mullins. But here I am. Uh, I am the creator of the Unapologetically Her Show and the Unapologetic Speaker Training Program. And now, of course, this platform, Unapologetic Stories, which helps speakers and brands and authors and storytellers share their story in bigger and more impactful ways. And ultimately, which is the key to this new change and what I'm now doing with this platform is helping storytellers get to the heart of who they are and why they do what they do. I really love to connect all the different parts of ourselves together to really answer that question of like, why do I do what I do? And, um, Why am I so passionate about certain things? What has kind of brought me into my purpose? Uh, What are those connections, whether they're subtle or not, between our ideas and the things we dream about and also our actions? And how do they actually connect to the things from our past, our stories, all of the different happenings? What makes us tick? What compels us to write the books we write, for example, share the visions we share, start the businesses we start? What pieces of our personal history bring us to that purpose? And partly that is a conversation process. Partly it's intuitive. Partly it is just being able to connect the dots and find patterns in the way humans behave and think and feel. But truly it's about uh, finding out how, I guess, how do we own all of the parts of ourselves unapologetically so that we can start living out our purpose in the way we were truly meant to and really ditching shame and secrecy and stigma. And perhaps I think more than ever, this is important for today's theme at least, how do we recommit to that purpose over and over again when the world just seems to keep throwing us curveballs or in this case, in my case, your case, I guess the whole world's case, uh, major global pandemics. Now, if there is one thing that has not changed and we will definitely commit to on this podcast from now until eternity is total honesty. That is what we commit to around here. Complete and total honesty. And that's what this week's episode is all about as well. And I've called it how to even begin again after a pandemic or after 2020. How to begin again. How to just keep going and how to keep committing to that. So today it is just you and me and a bunch of big deep breaths, I think, as we talk about that topic, how to even begin again after 2020, a year like 2020, and specifically, I think more importantly to the truth side of things, how I even continue after just so many changes to this platform. So it is going to be all about my open and honest truth this week. It's just gonna be me. And I'm going to share with you all of, all of everything, all of everything. That's the best intro I'm going to give you. I'm just going to give you everything. So let's actually start with a little background about how our podcast came to be. I think that's important since you're sitting here and committing your time to being with me today. So it started, it all really started in 2018 when I created an event called Unapologetically Her. And at that time I had been through... A really trying period of my life. I had suffered in the years prior intense uh, post-traumatic stress that had, I was probably still suffering from it at the time, if I think back now, Uh, lots of depression and anxiety. And I was going through quite an intense healing process, which as you know, if you've done any personal healing, you start to discover a lot about yourself. It's like the ongoing work of Really revealing and uncovering all of those layers. And I was starting to, I think, start to step into what I believed at that time was my deeper purpose. And I still believe it um, to a great degree now that that purpose was in destigmatizing pain. I don't even know if that's a word, destigmatizing, but just dismantling stigma, breaking down stigma, breaking down shame uh, through conversation. So I'm going to use the term destigmatizing. That was my purpose at that time, to talk about pain and fear and mental health and share the parts of our life that were often kept behind closed doors in service to really more deeply connecting so that those things were no longer so shameful and scary to talk about. And I was armed with like a 10-year-old English degree and a minor in women's studies from a decade earlier. I had um, some work in strategic marketing a certificate from Cornell. And uh, through my healing journey, I had earned a certificate in health with Deepak Chopra and the Chopra Center. So that's what many of you probably know me for. Um, but truly, it was like this fire in my soul at that time i think that was just really burning to grab hold of a microphone and share my story with the world in order to a destigmatize, break down shame um, but really to connect more fully to other human beings it's a lonely process living in shame and holding on to story that you don't want anyone else to know about so the more you hold on to that the lonelier your life becomes And if you are like me and you have stories from your past, or even things that are current and present for you that you're just so terrified to share out of fear that you won't be accepted in some way or that there will be you'll be met with judgment, gosh, I'm telling you, I know what that feeling is where you're just bursting at the seams to really let it out, just let it out. So I knew that feeling at the time, and I knew that through my own personal experience, which I think I've shared in season one at some point, and I will share again with you uh, eventually as well, is the power of really opening up and sharing those stories is what connects us. And I knew that. So originally, Unapologetically Her was designed to be this stage and a show for women to gather together side by side and start talking about the things that really matter. I wanted to really create and curate this space to make that okay. And I was hoping that people would get more honest and really share the hard stuff. And I would of course lead by example um, so that they could actually connect more deeply to one another. But if I'm being totally honest, it was also to put a stage under my feet and a microphone in my hand. Cause I was just at that point, like I said, that I was bursting. I needed, like I needed to share and I needed to get my message out in the world. But uh, as someone who was struggling with depression, reaching out to other events and like promoting myself and feeling really confident to ask for those roles on stages or pitch myself to other events and people that just felt like a really big struggle for me at that time. And I can't say I'm that much better at it now, to be honest with you, I think kind of selling ourselves and our own message is difficult at the best of times, but really saying this is, this needs to live on your stage. This message can help change lives. That was really hard. And some of you know this about me, but I'm also a child of immigrants. And I think in some way or another, I have always sort of struggled with that need to be accepted to a greater degree because we didn't have community. We had to sort of find our community and build our people and And noticing that it felt like there was a great risk sometimes, I think, in putting yourself out there and potentially not really earning that place in a community that was really tough and a lot more difficult maybe than it should have been or could have been based on the story I kind of told myself around that. But in any case, I was just dying on the inside to share my story, to share my calling, to live out this bigger purpose, but I truly just couldn't get past this fear and I couldn't gain the strength or courage to put myself out there because of the possibility of rejection or of not finding community. Um, So I just wanted to do it myself. I just wanted to build my own stage and just be done with it already. Uh, I knew, truly I knew, uh, that what I knew and what I could share and the message that I wanted to put out to the world, I knew it would change people's lives. I really did. And I knew that my gift Needed to be out in the world. Um, And you can call that ego or whatever you want to call it. Um, I just call it my purpose. I just knew that I was standing in my calling and uh, I really needed, I just needed to do it. You know, if you're listening and you know that feeling, you just know there's, I'm not sure I can really articulate it much better than that. I just needed to do the darn thing. So, that was it. It was my calling. And I will say, I think if I look back, I think the first event was a success in many ways. I mean, I think in other ways, maybe not so much, but first iteration of anything is never your best, I'm sure. We learned a lot, but that first year we welcomed Caitlin Bristow to the stage and she was the star of The Bachelorette season 11. I can't remember anyway, season something or other. And since then, of course, uh, if you follow her and you know her, of course you do. She's now the winner of Dancing with the Stars and she has tons of other huge accomplishments. Um, But she was a wonderful first guest, really honest, really raw, really open. And honestly, I think the best thing about her, is she's just a wonderful human being who really cared about how she made other people feel. And in any case, she was a great first guest. In other ways, though, I will tell you this. I think the show was really misguided. Uh, We, everybody working on the event, we weren't really all on the same page. Uh, We didn't really all have that same deeper calling and mission towards service and getting stories out in the world in a big way. I mean, that was just what lived on my heart and in my mind. Um, But there was just other places where we probably just threw spaghetti at the wall and I think hope it's stuck and it didn't in some ways. But um I just was really at this point where I wanted to create meaning and that's why when I look back I think there were were some things that we did that didn't really create a ton of meaning right there was no meaning to it it didn't really impact people's lives in a big way it was just filler and um yeah maybe wouldn't do it again but that's the learning behind doing big events in any case my mission was really to create more motion more action more transformation And I was really attached to that outcome, but don't worry, I'm working on all of that weirdo stuff and attachment. Um, But I did want to, and I know this is still true, I want people to feel inspired by uh, the sharing of truth to really discover their own big why, their own big purpose, and come to that realization and just go and live life in the biggest, most fullest way. And truly, it was never just about me, even though there were moments I was like, put that stage under my feet. I knew it wasn't just about me. It was creating uh, or about creating um, a community. It was about creating a communis- community of honesty and truth. Um, and something for sure was missing from that for me. I can recall, though, and these are, I think, the moments that really change your perspective and change your life and change the trajectory of projects like this. I can recall after I delivered my keynote speech all about my personal challenges and I think I just dropped like a whole bunch of mental health diagnoses and all the biggest life lessons I had learned and everything that was on my heart and mind right there in front of the audience. And I can recall standing on the ballroom floor just right in front of the stage at the first event and I had these two young women approach me from the audience and the first one just said, she just ran up to me and said, I want to do what you do. And she had the greatest, biggest smile on her face. And I said, oh, you want to plan events like this one? And she said, no, and I want to speak on the stage. I want to do what you did. I want to talk about the real stuff. And she went on to share with me that she had been kind of hiding in shame and secrecy all of her own struggles with depression and anxiety. And her friend who was with her said she had been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress or had had some trauma in her life and had never really revealed that to anybody because she was so terrified of the reaction or the judgment or the stigma that would come along with that. So they just, it was like this feeling, I don't know, it was like their feet were rooted on the ground, but they were just, their energy was like pulling them towards me, like truly like they just wanted to grab the mic out of my hand and run up the stage and just like share their truth all over the place and god i don't think i've ever related to anybody more in my life and i'm sure she felt the same way because i just said god i get it oh i just get it i get that feeling of like you you've just been given permission to be okay you've been given permission to be okay that you are okay that who you are is okay It was just a turning point for me. And I was flooded. Oh, that makes me so emotional. I was flooded truly with a lineup of other women from the audience after that. And they were all saying the same thing. In many different ways, of course, but the same, virtually the same thing. Um, One mother I know told me about her struggles raising her autistic son. Another who shared stories about self-esteem and weight loss and... Uh, body image and that she just had never shared these things before, um, and many others who validated the mental health uh, challenges and some of the obstacles they'd been up against with shame and stigma themselves. And wow, I'm telling you, it was like it was like I was witnessing the door to permission, in a way, the door to like callings. It was like witnessing all these butterflies be released into the air. And now it couldn't be stopped. And it felt very much like where I was at in the lead up to the event preparation and thinking like, I will burst open if I can't just share my truth and be who I am. I will burst. And that was that, was that moment, just witnessing all this. Yeah, I guess like just the butterflies in the air. It's the only thing I can say to visualize it. Um, And every single one of these women, uh, even though their stories were different, it was like they had the same thing in common, which was that they just wanted to share the truth of who they were. They wanted to share their story. And I think in many ways, much like me, they just wanted to make sense of the things that had happened to them and the painful things that had happened to, to them. They wanted to make it all mean something and turn their pain into purpose. You just turn it into purpose. I could actually remember that moment almost more than any other moment in the entire event. This was truly when it all began to make sense for me. And I knew, and I still know that that was the moment I knew what was missing as well. And what was kind of misguided is that although Unapologetic had started, you know, as this way to connect women together, of course, but also as this opportunity for me to own who I really was and to stop apologizing for the experiences of my past and my present. I was impatient, of course, didn't want to wait to be hired and et cetera. I wanted to build my own stage and turn on my own microphone. I realized what was missing. I realized that it wasn't just for me. I was building a stage Uh, for stories and not just my story all stories all pain all fear all stigma all shame and then like me as well all the breakthroughs all the butterfly moments all the callings all the transformations all the purpose this was not about me. It was always, always about us. Always about us. Unapologetic stories. That was the moment. So when I began, when I didn't know if there would be a year two, but when I began to create year two, I also knew that there was something bigger here. And I created alongside the event, something called the Unapologetic Speaker Training Program, which I'm sure you all know more about now. But back then, it was just a concept. And I had piles of experience in developing talks and writing and doing all kinds of event production and stuff um, from my past. And so I thought, well, this is it, Then This isn't just about me and my story. It's about helping other people tell their stories. And this was that manifestation. So it became this program that was supporting storytellers in crafting a signature talk. And I say signature talk, but I think, uh, think like a TED talk meets like major Deepak level soul work, all kind of wrapped into one program. And my slogan at that time and i still use it is no education without opportunity it was about saying here i'm gonna i'll help you do the thing i'll help you write the talk but i'm gonna make you actually perform it as well so we produced a mini event um, at the end of each cohort where the speakers who came through the program had to actually stand on a stage hold a microphone and share their truth we wanted to get stories out in the world not just write them down and hold on to them so that program ran for, ran for a fall cohort, then a winter one leading up to the next event. And we had 11 speaker training graduates at that time. I thought, well, this is a much bigger opportunity. We're going to put those 11 women on the bigger stage too, not just their mini event, which they all performed at and knocked it out and just killed it. Um, but they're going to perform on the annual stage as well at the big Unapologetically Her event. And so we produced a great event. It was in 2019. We called it the Art of Acceptance, which was part of the unraveling of all of the um, becoming unapologetic, I suppose you could say. It's how to become unapologetic. Part of that is leaning into the acceptance of self and what that really feels like. And we brought in uh, Arlene Dickinson from CBC's Dragon's Den as our keynote that year. And she, oh my goodness, I cannot even tell you how incredible she was as not only a speaker, but a human being just behind the scenes. She was just oh, everything, everything you would imagine she would be and more just the coolest, coolest, most unapologetic woman you've ever met. Uh, but we also stacked our stage at year. We had like a 12-hour event and we had speakers, performers, dancers, workshop hosts, all kinds. We had Oh my goodness, who did we have? We had Mary Zilba from the Real Housewives of Vancouver. We had Nira Aurora, who was our MC that year from Virgin Radio. Uh, Francesca Anastasi, DJ Show, Karina Moran, Army of Sass, Mackenzie Chilton, Cicely Blaine, Lindsay Plescott, and then actually some names that you would recognize from this podcast, season one. Haley Lowen, of course, Melanie Dawn, and Catherine Buchanan, who all did workshops as well. But truly, and this was like the moment, the moment of 2019, it brought down the house was the moment that we put the 11 unapologetic speaker training grads who are far and beyond, I think, 11 of the strongest and bravest women that I know. They took to the microphone in the first ever collaborative, unapologetic speaker performance and wove together pieces of each of their signature talks to create, in my opinion, the single most moving moment of the entire event. We covered all of their topics, um, big, big topics, weight stigma, um, addiction, business struggles, miscarriage, um, child loss, really crippling grief, and even murder. And I will tell you, they were things that we rarely talk about, rarely hear about, all the things that carry a ton of shame and the most stigma, I'm sure, and something in the room shifted. After that event, one of those speaker graduates from the original 11 Uh, Her name was Haley. She came to me with um, this idea and she said, what if we just kept talking about these things, but we did it on a podcast? I'm like, great idea. Immediately agreed. And that is how Unapologetic Connections started is it was just about bringing together the speaker grads, um, all of these incredible women who had these really big stories and had already broken through kind of that truth barrier with each other. And we would sit around in my office here where I am right now, and we would just talk about the things that really matter, stripping it all back. And that's how the podcast came to be, Unapologetic Connections. That was season one. Now, it was, uh, in my estimation at least, and I think many others, it was a really big success just out the gates, Uh, the raw truth stuff, which, of course... I kind of have always been pushing and it's always been my mission to get that out in a bigger way. But um, when we started just talking more about it, I think it really hit a nerve and we had so many of you reach out to share how uplifting it was and inspiring it was to hear us talk about things often kept behind closed doors. So if you listen to season one, uh, you will know that the original crew, haley Melanie, Kathy, Ashley, Jessica, and myself, um, as well as some other featured guests from our program, is really kind of where it all began. We just started talking to each other, literally. Um, and after that, after we started stripping it all back on the podcast, I went on to create year three of the live Unapologetically Her show. We called it Stripped. And my fantastic, phenomenal event committee brought to life this, honestly, like just earth shatteringly good, great, like, I don't even know. I have too many adjectives to share about how good this show was. It was just this past March, March 7th of 2020, if you can believe it. And we brought in Sarah Nicole Landry, aka The Bird's Papaya, who was phenomenal, as good as you would imagine she is. Uh, Rachel Bow, Shayla Stonechild, Jalen Time, Nia Aurora came back. We had Mackenzie Chilton again. We had some great panelists, Mel and Kathy. Uh, we had Bailey. We had Lindsay. In any case, we had just a killer performance. Lots of dancers as well. But again, another group unapologetic speaker performance of another cohort of graduates, new graduates, after the original 11, some new graduates that came through. And once again, this group, we wrote this collaborative talk and wove together pieces of their stories. And we were moved just to tears, just this truth stuff, like my goodness, the power of actual storytelling is, it it never ceases to amaze me. Our committee was obviously inspired. We created new plans just the day after. We uh, leapt out of our shoes, truly, at the success that we had created together. And we were just compelled, like, go bigger, bring the event across the country, across the world. We just had these huge, big plans and big dreams. But shortly after that event, I'm sure you all know what's coming next. It was... um, the world ground to a halt. What can I say? The world ground to a halt. So the event was on March 7th. And I think by like March 10th, like we're talking days later, COVID-19 restrictions were in place in at least our local area here in BC, British Columbia, Canada. Travel was cancelled. Events like ours were shut down. And Truly, the rest, I think, is history. But everything stopped. Everything stopped. And the world as we knew it, of course, um, was no no longer the same. And my whole world, my whole business in events that I had been building for years, sinking a ton of unpaid hours and time, And capital expense and energy and, well, you know, if you've ever tried to run a business, do run a business or ever even lifted a project off the ground, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. And this one for me had been about gathering people in rooms together, putting actual humans side by side, and cultivating human connection and togetherness, and even our podcast was designed to have four, five, or six of us in this room, this office that I'm in right now, in a single room at one time together. Like, I cannot even tell you how much of this business, the speaker training program even, was held live in person in my studio. My whole business was built on people being socially together, And now we were being asked to socially distance and to isolate and to stay away from one another. And sure, there's Zoom and there's all kinds of virtual ways we can, quote unquote, stay connected. Um, Literally doing air quotes as we speak. Um, But I'll tell you, it just, it was a confusing time. I felt very lost. I felt very alone. I felt very uncertain about the future of Unapologetic. And I really had to start from scratch, even though there are multiple ways to keep going. It also means changing entire business models and mission statements. And the reason why, that's the biggest thing, the reason why I started this was to like, get people together, right? In any case, I did, like probably many event planners out there and producers, we were like, okay, well, next move is to pivot to an online event and start planning the online event. And i got to be really honest here with you. The thought early on of that was like my soul felt like someone had like put a big heavy blanket over it. The fire for me just felt like it was out. We, at that time, stopped recording the podcast as well. If you look back at dates, you'll know that at some point, kind of mid-COVID, we, we, we certainly did try. We did some Zoom recordings, and I don't know, I feel like our individual need really for survival, and maybe I shouldn't speak out of turn, i just for me, but my need to kind of just survive it and get through those early days. Um, it just really doused my energy levels, um, but also I think the feeling of not being able to be together. I mean, this group was really tight; we're a family, and not being able to be together really took its toll. And um, we're just so tired. Ugh, everyone was just so flipping tired, and me personally, I had. Of course, I had this event that everyone was so excited about only days earlier, weeks earlier, and it had its own life form, right? It had its social media accounts and websites. And then we had the podcast with social media accounts and websites. And I had my own book of clients in my company that I was communicating with through my own personal account and then multiple websites. And at the height of the pandemic, I think I was juggling seven websites, seven social media accounts, two homeschooled kids. Um, And a house that I felt at that time was just getting like screamingly out of control. I had no idea, literally no idea how to be in my purpose anymore. And I had no idea what unapologetic would become or whether this platform could continue to serve people in the way it had in the past. But as always, bills needed to be paid. So I dug into my bag of skills and I decided well, I've got this English degree and I'm great at writing and I do strategic marketing and have this background there and I'm pretty good at brand writing. I'm going to just build out my book of clients a little bigger and start helping them create their own stories in a bigger way. And as I started to pivot to that new business model, which I now call unapologetic stories, which is what you're listening to right now. It just does writing and business development, speech writing, coaching, speaker training, all of it over Zoom right now. Um, I also received a cold call from, not a cold call, it was a warm call, um, but it was actually somebody who I cold called originally years earlier uh, for my friend Megan Williams at the self-publishing agency, and we kind of added author branding into that side of the business as well because I was doing it already for my existing clients, but now we wanted to bring it to authors, which was amazing. So um, that's been kind of something that has opened up my world in a big way and really allowed me to like dig into the different ways that stories can move from page to stage and back again. And honestly, I was starting to see, I think, um, and I still think this is true. I was seeing this power of disconnection, of loneliness across the world and across the board from clients and oh, everybody really. Um, I think it was just compelling people to really connect back to their own deeper purpose because I think sometimes that's what painful moments do for us. They become the catalysts, right? And maybe it was just all of the alone time they had or the universal levels of struggle that we were all feeling. Um, Whatever it was, I just knew that the next level of unapologetic was about recognizing that it was and had always been about the stories. Always been about the stories. Again, it makes me emotional to say that. I don't know why. It must be that it's, it's in my veins, this one. Uh, not about really where or how those stories were created or why, but because they are necessary. They are necessary and they need to be told. Whether you believe it or not, your story needs to be told. And sometimes, Those stories uh, come from unapologetic speakers. In fact, many of the guests for this new podcast platform, Season 2 Unapologetic Stories, many of the guests you will hear um, are actually graduates of my speaker training program, much like the original crew, the original podcast crew. They are also going to be bravely sharing their talks and their journeys with revealing who they really are and discovering why it's so important to share those parts of ourselves that often live behind closed doors. So that is going to be the premise now of this really cool new direction with unapologetic stories. Um, But also you'll hear from authors from the self-publishing agency and entrepreneurs and clients and friends and yes, let's call them This is important. My community You will hear from my community. And from time to time, of course, our original podcast crew, because they are still and will always be my family, our original podcast crew from season one, Unapologetic Connections, will gather together when the time is right. And we will reconnect. We will do what we do best. We will share the truth out of life. And you will always know what's going on in their world as well. But I will tell you this, one thing is for sure, every single one of my guests will have fascinating personal truths, deep callings to share, and together, we will provide you, I guarantee you, life-changing lessons that are sure to prove just how powerful the sharing of our stories can be. I know, I know things look a little different I know we all feel a little different. I know 2020 has been hard and everybody has undergone changes and pivots. Ugh, don't we hate that word? Um, and truly, I am really not entirely sure I know what I'm doing just yet, being all alone behind this microphone. Um, but I won't always be alone. Uh, what I know is that I'm here and I am showing up and I am committing every single day every single day to beginning again, because I believe so deeply in the power of story. And because that's what I want for you, really, as often, as often as is needed for you to continue to show up for yourself, for your purpose, for your dreams. uh, And so that all of us can make sure that our stories meet the stages that they are meant for. That's why I keep going on? How do I even begin again? That's how. That's why. That's why. Uh, I'm going to share something that Rachel Naomi Riemann says. I hope I have pronounced her name properly. She says, stories are the flesh we put on the bones of the facts of our life. It's so beautiful, right? Stories are the flesh we put on the bones of the facts of our life. And here's what I think. I think when we're left with bones, sometimes when the world changes and we just sit here in our quiet, cold rooms by ourselves and we're all alone and we're lost and we're confused and it feels like everything has been stripped back. It is really up to us to recreate their meaning, to put more flesh on those bones. And if you worked with me before, if you have, or if you've just heard this podcast, you'll know that I am forever asking the question, what are you making that mean? What are you making that mean? So here's the thing. What did I make 2020 mean? What did I make all these pivots mean and all the lostness and the confusion and the loneliness? Well, for starters, uh, the Unapologetic Speaker Training Program now runs all year with new speakers graduating all the time. And we have been able to reach new speakers virtually, thank you to COVID, I suppose, from all over North America and the world. Uh, People that I may not have met maybe for years, truly or ever. So those are my silver linings, my new flesh, such a strange word. Uh, I'm not sure, truly, truly, truly what the future of the Unapologetically Her show is just yet. There's so many things there that I think need to be recalibrated. And we even need to talk to the direction and make sure that we are being as inclusive as uh, I want to be. And I think it's necessary. Um, So I don't know, maybe we experienced our very last Unapologetically Her show on March 7th without even really knowing it at the time. And maybe we're simply on pause until the world opens up again, or better yet, until a new story strikes me, a new calling. Uh, What I know is that 2020 was a tough year, and I do not have all of the answers yet. I really don't. But I'm hoping that it was the year for you, just like me, that you also discovered what community and connection is really all about, uh, what it was always about. It was about us. It was about us, everybody, all of us. And always, always about our stories. So storytellers, thank you. Thank you for listening today, for joining our show, or for rejoining our show I thank you in advance for continuing to join this show and to keep supporting me and supporting our speakers and authors and storytellers uh, around the world. And I want you to to, um, think about your own story and how you've had to change and and pivot. We're gonna stop using that word soon, aren't we? but thank you for following mine at least. Thank you for following all my changes, the twists and the turns, and for being back here again. What do I know? What do I know about how to even begin again? Well, this is what I know and it's what I want to share with you. First of all, we all have a bag of tricks. We all have skills and degrees and diplomas and maybe not, maybe no paperwork at all, but we have transferable skills that we are hiding away, Uh, passions and things we used to really love and be great at, uh, that maybe we were just not confident enough yet to share. And when times get tough, I want you to dig deep into that bag, grab hold of the things that you used to do, Uh, the I don't know, the things you used to love. You never know who's going to call you up and provide an opportunity because you're just putting yourself out there and showing up. But look at that set of skills. Find a new way to use it. Make it mean something else. Secondly, I know this is true. Every story can be edited. Every single story can be edited, even the bad ones and the painful ones. So when you are feeling lost, or alone or confused, again, make your story mean something new. Maybe you can't do business as usual. Uh, maybe, maybe you lost some friends along the way. But perhaps the as usual was just keeping the door closed for the magical, the new openings, the new beginnings. And third, Uh, Please remember that your purpose is not a thing. It was never a thing. It's not one business. It's not one event. It's a feeling. And for me, that feeling is connection and community. And that can truly be found anywhere in any way that you stay intentional about it. And lastly, maybe most importantly, that community Uh, truly is not just out there, out there in the big world, attached to the business or the events. It is in you. You are your community. You are the acceptance you are looking for. And you are the story waiting to be written. You are your new beginning every single time. If you are willing to let the truth in, let the truth in and let it out. I wanted to leave you today, season two, episode one, with a short poem. And it is one that helped me get through some very difficult times um, back in 2018. And I feel that it really is a beautiful metaphor for beginning again and for leaving behind 2020. It is a poem called The Journey by David White. And it goes like this. Above the mountains, the geese turn into the light again, painting their black silhouettes on an open sky. Sometimes everything has to be inscribed across the heavens so you can find the one line already written inside you. Sometimes it takes a great sky to find that first bright and indescribable wedge of freedom in your own heart. Sometimes with the bones of the black sticks left when the fire has gone out. Someone has written something new in the ashes of your life. You are not leaving. Even as the light fades quickly now, you are arriving. Thank you for joining this edit of the Unapologetic Stories podcast. If you're ready to share your truth and rewrite your personal life story, connect with me at unapologeticstories.com for all the details on speaker training, storytelling, and strategizing your way through this one big life. If you've enjoyed listening, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast listening app or Apple podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Unapologetic Anna for new speaker training start dates. Until next time, stay brave, stay unapologetic, and keep bringing in your truth.